Welcome to the Technory Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, sitting next to me, Beth Bond. I'm back. I'm back. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a while. London, was it? Yeah, at London and Stuttgart. Stuttgart? Yes. You know, we almost did a Technory event in Stuttgart. You should. It's, they, a good well, it's like it. they've got, you know, uh, was it Bosch and a few other ones that are that you've are out there? You've got Mercedes, Daimler, Bosch. You've got a lot I mean, of big headquarters there. Did you did you do any like meetings for us or, or help us? Yeah, set this right. Up? Well, I toured the Robert Bosch house. How was it? It was incredible. It was so cool. I bet, and you, the whole and you missed village. out on. I also missed out on this. Uh, apparently, Brad Keywell had his legendary uh, Great Gatsby party this Saturday. <sighs> next yeah, year. Next Brad, year. Brad, invite us. Uh, I, the funny thing is, I was like, <laughs> I found out about it. and I was like, um. Like, how would I not be a great invite to this? Uh, Next and, year. Well, I'm saying, and then the guy I was talking to who actually told me about it, he's like, I invited you to two consecutive Keywell things and you didn't go. And so- Always say yes. Well, no, I said yes, <laughs> but I still didn't go. Uh, and so he's like, apparently- Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. So I need to work on, uh, when I commit to something, I should really, in yeah, fact, right. do it. Uh, but anyway, so good trip. Uh, saw your pictures. Looked great. Looked like you had a good time. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what, what else is like, what, what did you notice in London? And, you know, you're always wearing your startup hat. So what's going yeah, on? Yeah, right. Well, what was really cool over there in terms of like tech adoption, which we don't really have over here, is the contactless pay. Okay. So everywhere you go in London, there's nobody that's whipping out their card. Everybody is contactless. So they'll they'll bring out Apple Pay and it's for their transit system. It's for, for um, convenience stores, anywhere they go, restaurants, everybody just does a little click of their phone and they're good to go. It is so funny to me that America likes to like wave the flag of like we are the the cutting Innovative, edge of everything. Right. And if you go to Tokyo, Shenzhen, China, mm-hmm. apparently Stuttgart, if you go to London, any of these places, it's like they're like eight miles ahead of us. Yeah, they really are. Well, I mean, I think that they're- um, In so some areas, I'm sure GDPR there's- GDPR yeah. was just adopted here in America, which yeah. is like the whole privacy yep. policy. And, um, and so I think that that has really- kind of held us back because yeah. we didn't have high standards like they do. Yes. So, yeah, it was really interesting America to see, like, where has gotten rid of its high standards for a long time. Yeah, now, well. Like. <laughs> we, we, we roughly, ballpark, give or take a couple months, about a year ago gave up all of our standards. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was around November sometime. Rough, back, I heard a uh, rumor or something about some orange, agent. or I don't remember. <laughs> anyway. Um, I digress. I, yeah, I digress. <laughs> uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff to catch up with you on. Obviously, Thursday uh, is the big day for you guys, you girls, I should yeah, say. Yeah, so Terry uh, We talked about on. Terry and, and everything, so we will pick up on that after we talk to our guests, but cool. uh, the first guest that we have in today, uh, I figured it would be kind of like right up your alley with this uh, in the EdTech, Keith Westman from Otis. Wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio. My homie got a new show when it's time to play it's it though. Play it I hope though, right. you got in tune. Got he talking bigger business. Big he make a lot of moves. A lot of he talking Scott Keith, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Nice to be with you and nice to meet everyone. Um, so we could go all day on the education thing. Uh, I will keep it clean. Beth does a fantastic job of making sure that I don't go off the rails, although sometimes we just trade places and you go off the rails. Right. We'll keep it safe for K through 12 graders. Yeah. K (laughs) through 12, we'll keep it safe (laughs) because I I just had a show on Saturday, the live show, and we talked about Howard Tolman, who will be on May 5th Mm -hmm. on the live show on Saturday, May 5th uh, on WGN Radio, if you want to listen to Howard Tolman talk about why he chose the Kaplan Institute. Uh, We talked about sort of the changes that are among I guess I don't even want to say it's just college. It's everything. It's mm-hmm. like how kids are getting hired out of college, why right. they're going to college, good reasons, bad reasons. Uh, and I have kind of held this feeling that um, while I would love to just circle college and say, you're guilty, you're taking a lot of money from kids uh, and not giving them anything in return of value, it really is rooted back 
to like kindergarten and before and like sort of how we start our kids educationally. And so I, I'm very interested. We've talked to Shaley Barnwall from uh, from K12 and a few other uh, other other companies in this ed, ed tech space. I am just like wreathing with anger over how things have been going. And so I'm excited to talk to another company in ed tech who's trying to change some of what we're doing here. Yeah. And so uh, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes, why don't you tell us a little bit about Otis Does and, yeah. and that whole nine yards? Yeah, so Otis, we're based in the West Loop here. Um, and Otis was born out of the classroom. So basically, just like everywhere else you know, in life, technology is pervasive. Mm-hmm. You know, taking Uber here today and you know the whole Airbnb thing. I mean, technology is yeah. obviously pervasive. Well, K-12 is not alone in that. Um, so technology is everywhere in our classrooms, yet teaching is a very human thing. Right. The relationship between a teacher and a student, uh, a principal and a teacher, a, a, school, a superintendent, uh, and uh, their, their building is very personal. Yeah. And you know, what's the balance between how, how technology can enhance the human element of teaching versus technology replacing teachers. So what we're doing at Otis is really trying to make sure that the education part of ed tech uh, stays. And we can really um, leverage technology to increase those human relationships so that that, uh, teachers are kind of doing the right things with students. Um, I'll give you kind of a specific example. we were born out of this, this, the following problem. There were, there were two teachers in, in Highland Park who went one-to-one. So basically every student's gonna have a device. And in their mind, it was like, you know, uh, students are gonna be completely engaged. Parents are gonna be more aware of what's happening in the classroom than ever before. Teachers are gonna be more efficient. Um, well, what, what they realized is that when you have 30 students in your room mm-hmm. and you have you know, ed tech is really good at providing these single solutions to teachers to take attendance, track behavior, text parents, all of this stuff. You know, it really becomes overwhelming. And the, te- and the, the shift can shift from working with this technology then to actually good teaching practices. So basically what was done is like, let's create the platform that puts all of these one-off tools in one spot so that we can focus on teaching and Otis really operates in the background of classrooms. And so that you're getting all the information, whether it's assessment information or behavior information or uh, student strength information in one spot, instead of having to assemble all of these pieces and then make meaning of it. So essentially what we're doing is we're replacing assessment platforms, traditional learning management systems, data warehouses, putting it all together so that, so that people can really see a holistic view of how students are doing. We think that's really the key to helping students be their best leveraging technology but not replacing teachers with robots great well, so i i mean beth you're the i'm gonna defer to you on a lot of this conversation because you've had well because you've had like real experience like i had uh you know a substitute experience as a teacher subbing and getting in trouble for throwing an eraser at a kid because he was stupid yeah. um so obviously <laughs> I, being a, yeah well <laughs> honestly as i told the the superintendent person who i had to talk with afterward have given the choice, I'd do it again. Yeah. Uh, the kid was an idiot. <laughs> Hasn't uh, substituted since. <laughs> well, they gave me like a trial, like a couple other ones, but then like the kid, another another kid was being really mean, and so then I had to. Yeah. And I, I'll digress again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking. No, it's I'm very, good. I'm very passionate about education, and my whole family are like all teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that one of the things that I experienced as a kid, and also coming into college, was Blackboard. That was like the first coming yeah, on of Blackboard, sure. and I felt like. In its earliest, and this speaks to your point, uh, Keith, very well, uh, 
in its earliest phase, I really actually enjoyed Blackbird because it made it to where I didn't have to carry around a syllabus and all this yep. crap mm-hmm. with me. It was like all right there. Yep. Where it started to become a problem, and it was also great because you could check grades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it became a problem was when the teachers were just literally upgrading and uploading information on that instead of saying it in class. Like, right. well, didn't you check Blackboard? It's like, right. no, wait, 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 wait. Your job is to actually instruct me on, like, why I'm reading this. Like, it's great. I get it. It's my job to, to read this. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to tell, you know, and so Blackboard started to, like, get a bring teachers into a place where it's like a crutch and they didn't have to communicate with it kids. goes back to that human element you know at the end of the day uh teaching and learning is a very human thing um the traditional learning management systems and so i teach at depaul it's kind yep. of my my night job in their college of ed um we use a learning management system and it's great for adults mm-hmm. so adult learn i'm an adult students are adults that's yep. great um the expectation is that we're not going to be together every day but in k-12 it's totally different kids are showing up and so you can't apply that kind of system to the k-12 environment because um the teacher wants to is there face to face you want to be there for them you don't want to say go check out module one you're going to see them and 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 you're going to teach them right and then everything that happens typically in an lms um can happen but it can be teacher directed Yeah, I feel like, you know, to your point about the teacher kind of not using it as a crutch, I also think that teachers are evaluated in a really terrible way that makes them, um, even though these tools are totally one-off, they have to train on all of them. They now know that they're going to be assessed on how they're using those tools. They're going to be graded just like the students now. So I think, you know, having an integrated system that Mm -hmm. uses all of those things will will be so beneficial for teacher evaluations too, not just in students. You're totally right. You're totally right. You know, data has historically been a punitive measure in in K-12. So whether it's a teacher, so, you know, I did, I, I served as a as a principal of a middle school out in the suburbs for three years. So I would have lost my job with you as well for throwing the. It was a for it was a sure ch- man. You're describing <laughs> that, and I'm like straight up. It was never. Again. It was an eraser. You know. I get it. I I I'm just. I, it wasn't I very. Get it. Yeah, get it. it wasn't a heavy thing, no you know. But the way, kid man. was real mouthy, and you know, totally, he laughed. Totally. It was great, you know. Um, <laughs> I do for sure, for sure. So I'm fired sure. is what you're saying. No, uh, I would say I would say that behavior. I would not. Uh, I would hope no one is is comfortable with. Although I I, uh, well, I understand well the human <laughs> urge to uh, to do certain things. Does it oh, yeah. hurt that I I had a smile when I did it? That doesn't well. It doesn't. I don't know if it hurts. It doesn't help. Makes you a little more of a sociopath, doesn't it? <laughs> That's the no, word we don't use in this show. <laughs> no, I, but the data piece, aside. data is historically yeah. a punitive measure. So schools are very good at it's at knowing what kids are not good at, mm-hmm. what teachers aren't doing, right. what schools are failing at. And that conversation needs to change, and that's where I think Otis comes into play. Is we're able to, you know, say here's a need, but do, you can do something about it. You know, you're taking your temperature not just every year at an annual test. Um, when teachers are seeing their performance, it's focused on student outcomes um, and not focused on on things that someone didn't do. So, really trying to change that that conversation of information is helpful. Um, knowing that you're about to run out of your uh, of gas when you're driving your car is helpful because it tells you you got to go get gas. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing where students are, their strengths are, is helpful because you can amplify those strengths. Knowing where their their deficiencies are helpful because you can address that. It doesn't mean that because students are doing X, the teacher is bad or wrong. Right. It's just information. I think so. It all goes together. The teacher professional development and and student performance is 
all part of the same story. So I want to take kind of like two hats in this. I want to take the approach of sort of defending a a union rep approach, if you will, um, to the teacher who now, not that they don't already have a lot of different things that check on anything, but like, what what is the concern for teachers and what is the you know versus the benefit because i look at with teachers i could see them saying listen you know a lot of things that we do are intangible and now you're making them sort of tangible ish like it's 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 clear that there's advancement but they're you know like sometimes it doesn't fill in the gap so where where does so what we so what we how how we look at this is teachers are being asked to do a ton yeah Mm -hmm. i mean they are they have a lot of stuff and still criticized for pay and retirement, which is right. blows my mind. And not even mind. allowed to throw erasers. And they can't throw dry erasers at people, which is just <laughs> right. stupid. But they anyway. have a lot to do. So when we came up with Otis, it wasn't you know a bunch of tech people sitting in a room saying, "What is something that we can go sell to school districts?" We most of us worked in schools for a long time, yeah. and we basically yeah. said, "What are the things that are being asked of teachers anyway?" And instead of having them do it across 15 places, let's have them do it in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it creates some efficiency. So when, when so speaking as a former union member of the of the of the um, of uh, the IFT in Illinois, if I can make my job more efficient, um, in, in as far as the tools that I have to use, and still teach, which is what I'm being paid to do, that's a, that's a win-win. Now, so as far as these immeasurables, uh, things like if a student is passionate or mm-hmm. is um, is just a kind-hearted person, what we've done is we've said, you need to see kids holistically and within context. I, the story I use is you, if you were to follow me in, in high school, I had terrible grades, did terrible on the ACT. Um, you talk to the gym teacher at Maine South High School where I went to high school, and he'd say that I was didn't care about Is that Hillary you. Clinton's high school as Hillary well? Hillary Clinton's high school. Wow, look at you. As a matter of fact, um, they, they did uh, not, you can edit this out if it's boring. No, um, <laughs> this whole show gets edited. <laughs> um, she came with Bill Clinton when they were first running. I graduated in 92. He, they were like doing the whole circuit, yeah. so they came and presented before. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my dad anecdote. didn't, didn't uh, want me to go to that session. Well, you know. Old school, but, um, but nonetheless, they, yeah, that is Hillary Clinton. Uh, that's her. Uh, There's that's a her. sidebar. Free, free facts for everybody. Free anyway, facts. you were going. Um, you were in high but school. You, if you yeah. talk to the gym teacher, they'd say I was lazy. Talk to the math teacher, math teacher say he doesn't know what he's doing. Talk to my parents, and they'd say he's a caring, loving boy. Talk to the band director, mm-hmm. he'd be like a rock star student. Yeah. Right. My point is, how do we get everyone on the same page knowing who this kid is? So those yeah. soft skills, those immeasurables, are an important part of what we do at Otis. We're just saying, let's connect all the stories, everyone's take on this kid, into a holistic view so that, so that the PE teacher can see Keith in a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe see more like the band teacher does, and vice versa. And, I, and here's the other part that I, I really like, and this is where I think you have had a lot of experience with parents, especially with some of the kids that have been from different parts of the of the city and, sure. and and have i would say massively varying amounts of resources uh, resources well not just resources but also just touch points with school like sure. some of the schools that it's like they don't talk to the parents parents don't talk to them mm-hmm. great yeah and in other cases it's like super high context so um you know one of the things that i find really cool about what you have going on here but also a thing that needs that a little bit of a learning curve is how do we make sure that parents are in, incentivized to communicate and become a part of this just like the kids are and to make sure that they are you know all these things but then also those parents who wish that they could be this way but don't have the means whether it's a phone or technology or the internet or just have never learned how to do this stuff ever before uh, to make sure that we don't use technology to further barrier the haves and the have-nots totally right 
Um, a couple ways to answer that. You know, I think um, having worked in education for a long time, uh, educators, you know, sometimes you go to a, a meeting at a school and you have a parent who may not may not have the lingo or the edge of babble down, mm -hmm. you get confused really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then you kick into yourself being a middle schooler sitting there with the principal and these teachers and maybe you're you're just uncomfortable asking a question. So one of the things that, that we feel is that sharing information um, will engage parents. So if they have if if they are not just learning about how their kid is doing at a parent teacher conference or at a meeting with the principal, if they're if they can if they can see information that they can understand about their kid regularly beyond grades. How are they behaving? How are they engaging? What's what are what are some of their strengths? That's helpful. That's one helpful way to keep parents engaged. Now, as far as that digital divide, mm -hmm. uh, that is that is a challenge. Yeah. You know, um, the way we look at that is, you know, if we can make the mobile experience for parents great, mm -hmm. then chances are um, greater that people have phone with internet versus a laptop or right. something like that so that's kind of how we address it yeah. is um but the digital divide is always pervasive you know it's it's a, it's a real issue you can't you i mean you can't ultimately save everyone that's the unfortunate that's part right. of, of it but and one of the things that i'm kind of hoping with stuff like this and i, I talked about this uh with my fiance because you know our family needed another teacher to join the party so we brought i brought another one in um <laughs> But we were talking about this on our we had a walk this weekend. I was talking about how like the world isn't exactly how you see it, uh, and sometimes while we wish parents were more participatory than they are, and schools were more mm -hmm. you know engaging with kids, sometimes it really doesn't matter. And like it's going to be what opportunities are down the line for the child, regardless of all of this stuff. Um, but you try to increase the odds to increase the person's odds. Exactly it doesn't mean right. they're going to guarantee success, but if I can. Every step along the way, if I can just nudge the odds a little closer, totally right. mm -hmm. uh, totally what right. I'd love to see with this is what I think is potentially long term mm -hmm. with with what you're building here is this. I'm and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm assuming that K through 12 literally means K through 12. So in other words, their development, growth, interactivity, and so forth can continue to be logged and tracked from K through 12. That's the key, right? So that at at K through six, like you used yourself as an example, I'll use myself as an example too. I would say that well, I have a fourth grade teacher who literally told me quote you won't amount to SHIT, and I'm in fourth grade. That's what they. She said wow. to me outside in the Sarah, outside yeah. of school. Uh, a couple years later, uh, full disclosure: her kid sucked at golf. I beat him mercilessly, <laughs> and that kid didn't make the team. So I just want to put that out there. I won anyway. Um, if you if you tracked me K through six, you would have lost interest. You'd have been like, you know what? He's not an engaged student. You're totally right. It's not like, yeah. I would not get any of the resources. But if you watched me like intermittently through eight nine, and then really like ten eleven twelve, be like. Okay, there's like something there, and there's like different it's teachers totally right. from that. It would come, the picture would come together. Like creatively, he's he's a talented person. Um, maybe otherwise, write him off. But creatively, there's value there. This is something that over time you could use to engage, get the parents to engage. Where That's previously exactly they wouldn't right. have done that. Yeah, I mean, taking the temperature of how kids are quote unquote doing once a year or four times a year report card time. That's it's not, not enough. Telling, no, and no. Because everyone has bad months. And but they're bad also years. different. You said like right. you could have a person say like the gym teacher says this, this right. person says right. that. Like the, a parent who has been accustomed to the kid eating the report card because they know it's right. D pluses across the board and doesn't reach out. Right. That parent's written them off. Like even though it sounds terrible, well, they do. And, they and data time. as a punitive tool. Like usually teachers are only reporting bad behavior home. Yes. So it's not as if or you get an award, but anything between award and bad is sure. undocumented. Yeah. yeah. I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to just parents want to know that their kids 
they're, that they're, that they're, they're, their kids are going to school at a place that gets them, you know, and whatever they are. And in technology can help that, you know, technology can help tell that story and um and and uh and really give kids an opportunity to be their best and and uh you know that's what that's why we can get behind what we're doing uh as a bunch of educators who work in ed tech you know we're not uh, creating an app for you know some instagram i was gonna say don't say an app for doggies because that's coming up next yeah. no no no, uh, no. Well, the app for i mean I, darcy darcy westman i'll give her a shout out if she's listening that's my little dog um and i'm gonna definitely feed her that peanut butter peanut butter goo goo you gotta get that goo, goo. Dog, doggy goo is doggy goo he's and i'm a big guy i weigh over 300 goo. pounds i mean cross that stuff promotion myself. i like it see if i can become unallergic to her that's hilarious um okay so before we before we kick you out of here so you can yeah. go eat some doggy goo yeah um i want to know what you know for you and the team what is you know obviously you said you're a teacher and all this stuff yeah. and, and I, I we've talked about this many times about founders that come on the show yeah. there's a certain breed that just fits right Mm-hmm. with uh, a particular skill set. And education is one of those where if you don't come from the education background, I all but write you off immediately as a potential problem solver because the politics involved in teaching oh, gosh. Uh, is so ridiculous that like when I, like I said, my whole family is teachers. When I dip my toe in to see what it'd be like, obviously I threw an eraser. But it was like, that was just one of those things. It was like, this is, I'm not a, I'm not a fall in line guy. I'm just not. It's like, this right. is probably not for me. Um, so I applaud when I see someone who's from that background come in and go, you know, I can, do a little better here. Right. Um, what is your background or your team's background that made you want to jump into this? Because while one could argue you were like, oh, you know, I had enough teacher thing. I want to mm-hmm. make more money. Or I want to yeah. do whatever you want to do. This is not exactly like jumping back into make change happen in education is not exactly the easiest like, gig yeah. in the world. No, it's, it's no, actually like the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough gig. I think um, at Otis, we try to have a blend of people that have the education background, but also people that are like high, high quality, very good developers um and now as far as what what we think is kind of critical first of all i think there's a there's a big a big part of everyone that that works with us who are risk takers and it's like when i left the classroom i wasn't leaving because i hated teaching i was leaving because i thought that maybe i could have an impact at the building level um on on a bigger number of kids when i left that it wasn't because i hated being a principal it's because i felt that in a different capacity i could have a a significant a, a larger impact on on students across the country and and so i think um you know that's what we we have looked for is you have the education background and you're not coming to work at otis because you're sick of teaching or you're Mm -hmm. sick of being a superintendent sick of being a principal it's because there is an opportunity to help in a different way um and so that's really what what we look for um from from our kind of client facing people but as far as programmers um chicago's you know as you know it's like super competitive for high quality developers um we're fortunate to have you know people who i who i obviously my career is resting on their their (laughs) skill sets um but we look for people who are willing to challenge us and and not rest on their laurels and and um, and really push, uh, ask the right questions, and, um, and and do everything they can to to help our our, our mission. Very cool, so, yeah. Keith. Thank Thanks you so much so for your time. Yeah, this has been great. I really yeah, appreciate it. Really Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for everything you do for uh, for everyone in Chicago too. This uh, time and Beth here. with uh, community startups. This is something you guys will have to connect with yeah, after yeah. this. Yeah, we're gonna talk. Are you yeah. are you leaving right now? She's or? not leaving no, yet. We're still, we're still on the air. We're still gonna wrap <laughs> the show up, and then you guys can go and do some business. You can catch this episode of more at technory.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. Stay connected. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technory, or follow me at Katoon or follow Beth Bond at at Beth Bond. Boom. That's a wrap.